Hello. Is this Benjamin Mark Thackeray Jr.? It is. Is this Allison Marie Conway the first? <laughs> In fact, it is. I'm so thrilled that you have joined our podcast, your own podcast. Welcome. My, a, pod, a podcast of my very own. Wow. Um, yeah. Happy to be here. I'm, I'm ready to go. You sound ready to go. We Thank sound you. really good in sound check. We sound really good right now. We do. And we'll probably sound good in the future. And so um, we're, <laughs> we're officially our biggest fans at the moment. We are. Hey, Allie, you're doing a great job. You're doing the best job. And it's, and I think if I'm correct, you said you're joining us from your writer's room, which is also your bedroom, which is also space camp. Right. Space camp. Uh, yes. So I call my bedroom space camp because there was, um, in college, there was some, you know how in the nineties on all those like <laughs> game shows, like figure it out or whatever, the prize was like going to space camp for a week. <laughs> I, I think I vaguely recall most of the nineties. So yes. I I was there for most of them, but cognizant for about uh, debatably. Yes, in fact, oh. it occurs to me now, and apologies for cutting you off because I can't see you, so I don't have. Oh, good. The best no, please cut me off. But I was just thinking, um, we haven't done our intros yet officially, but we are very close to your twenty eighth birthday. We are 28. It'll be next Tuesday, the, the 29th of September. Oh, and you were born in 92. I was born in 78. So we're representing. We have two a, generations. A very, a fairly large gamut of the, the generational. It's like both ends of the millennial, kind of. Is that what it is? Because I can never figure out. We we should probably introduce ourselves for those who don't know. Uh, my name is Mark. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I'm, Thank you. And I'm nearly 28 years old. And <laughs> and I'm in space camp. Do we really need to do introductions? We already introduced each other, kind of. Sort of. I don't know. I, I, I should say I should say my name is Mark and not Benjamin is my first name. But I go by Mark, this and that that throws people off. You're right. That's going to matter. That's going to matter. It is. Um, I'm glad you cleared that up. Thank you. But um, anyway, what's your name? And so, yeah. So by way of introduction, I'm Alice Marie Conway. Um, like Mark, I'm a writer and a creative living outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And uh, I've been writing for about 13 years. I write poetry and prose and essays and all the things. And um, so I'm just excited to kind of hang out on this podcast with you, Mark, to um, talk, to discuss. Culture, talk culture and creativity and all the hellscape that is 2020 and how we're handling it. Yes, the 
it's just every day you wake up and there's new a new traumatizing thing to learn (laughs) and yes I think that sums it up quite nicely and I don't think that um I think it's been sort of a a really wild ride since March and especially um like from a creative perspective like it was almost like all right suddenly everyone's on lockdown and you have all this time maybe right aesthetically to not go out and be creating things but at the same time you're or at least I was a little bit paralyzed by the whole yeah exactly because there's so much stress and you feel you're inside every weekend so you're like I should be creating something uh yeah no pressure but if you could just go ahead and Make the greatest just, creative thing you've ever made in your entire life while the rest of the world is... Just write the apart. next sitcom pilot. No pressure. Yeah. You, what's taking so long? Uh, I don't know. I, For those of you who don't know, I am a screenwriter. A, award-winning screenwriter. <gasps> oh, this is true. This is true. This is true. Yes. That's, that's very well said. Well, the films I wrote won awards, like the scripts themselves didn't win, but really, did they not? You can't make, my screenwriting teacher used to say, you can't make a good movie out of a bad script. So, was she just stroking her own ego? Ooh. Who knows? I think that's a fair point. I do feel like I should confess that I'm not like a very, uh, I'm not like a movie person. I don't know a lot about movies. So it's fascinating to me that you get into the screenwriting because I've only just recently started doing, like I was saying, flash fiction pieces. And it's so, it's so fascinating to like take on a whole other character. Right. You have passed so well. Yeah, it's interesting how naturally this, that format comes to me or came to me in college, at least. Yeah. I just, I feel like I can write dialogue very well. I know how to Mm. structure a conversation between two people enough, but in other formats, it's like a novel where it's like, she gazed out the window with her hair in a bun, and I, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I am a descriptive person, so it's interesting that you say that, because that's, like, the thing that comes more naturally to me, and dialogue is a little bit, uh, it throws me. That's tricky for me. But I feel like that also makes sense in the sense that you have done improv work as well which which is fun we should take an improv class after after all this i would love to do that and i i would love to just do it on the podcast (laughs) just just use one episode and just throw something out there and then riff on it but i feel like even something like this it's sort of you know a conversation or an interview or like you said writing dialogue in a movie it just is right what i i life is improv it is. We're totally making all this shit up. <laughs> yes, and... <laughs> so many ways. Like, you have to throw out, I'm assuming, 
I, I have to do this. I have to throw out any um, idea of perfection or because that is what will freeze me. I will not be able to write anything if I'm like the first draft has to be perfect. Otherwise, it's no good. Yes, that's that's my current writer's block. Is it really? It, it really just because. Again, we're in quarantine and. I just want so badly to like be like, okay, this is my masterpiece, my thesis that I'm gonna be defined by. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right, everyone's like freaking Shakespeare right now. Like, or who is right? Something was going around early on on Twitter, like, you know, so and so wrote his best-selling novel while he had well, the flu or something that right which which at first i feel like people were like oh yeah and then the backlash was almost immediate like just just (laughs) please bother me with this right i i have enough stress i've i mean i am an essential worker so right so you never were totally locked down right quarantine for me has just been my normal life minus when my friends drag me out to a bar. Because <laughs> I I'm just a homebody in general. Yes, me too. Totally. So quarant really quarantine has been okay, everyone get down to Mark's level. <laughs> yes. I think I feel like introverts felt really validated over the past seven months or whatever it's been. Yeah. Which is which is horrible because you know the pandemic but it's also yes. uh, thank you for clarifying that i guess we should we should say yes we shouldn't we say are, thank you coronavirus we are in very lucky and privileged positions to have you know the comforts that we have so good, exactly. good having we count our blessings but also it it has provided a lot of people with a new perspective on things and I think, yeah, I think that will tell how our future, the art created from this period and after this period, is going yeah. to be like yeah. it would be affected. It's so strange to think about that. To think about people like generations later looking back on this period and we're like, uh, here's how it was. And here's what we learned from it. Like, I don't even know if you can learn in the midst of it or if you're just sort of grappling to make sense of everything that's happening so you don't have a chance to even process most of it. Right. And I feel like that's that's how a lot of life is true. If we want to expand on it, if we want to get philosophical about it. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Coronavirus is just a metaphor for life, but... Yeah, yeah. For well, for trauma. Yeah, and now it's just a. It, it's a physical manifestation of all the tension we've had going on, and all mm. of it's coming out now. Yeah, it's it's wild. It is, and they ha- and there's that saying that art imitates life, right? So how, like you said. 
how is the pandemic and all of the things going to change the art that we make, the things that we write about, um, even with, it, like, you about people writing about um, climate change or, you know, these sort of existential crises that were fictional are now coming true. Like, I was just thinking about the fires in California. And the images that were coming up on social media of like the orange sky behind oh yeah, the bridge in San it's, Francisco, it's, and it was just like it seemed so apocalyptic right, it's terrifying, really, yeah, so you could see why a creative person would be sort of <laughs> stunned into uh some sort of paralysis, yeah. But also, conversely, can also be like inspiration. Because um, I think the Lord of the Rings books were Mm -hmm. based on um, the author's time in J.R. Tolkien. I forget his. I'm not. I'm not the most well-read. But uh, when he was in when he was in World War Two. That was, I guess that was based on his time there. Oh. And the banding together and traveling. Oh, so, wow. I've read them. I don't know. Yeah. I've only seen the movies, and now I'm listening to a podcast where two comedians are watching the movies <gasps> and making fun of them. Oh, my gosh. It's like a modern-day... MST3K. Exactly. Science Theater 3000. That's so. It's very funny. I would, certain episodes, I would literally be unable to breathe and have tears running down my face. It was that (laughs) funny. Oh my God. I love that show. (laughs) And I feel like that's the kind of thing right now that literally gets us through from like one day to the next is come at some point you just have to laugh or you will cry exactly you can't like we can focus on all the gloom and doom and it's a matter of not being aware of it and not ignoring it but then also keeping your own sanity and walking that line absolutely absolutely i feel like just you and i having this conversation and being like you know what we have been you know sort of messing around saying we wanted to start a podcast since june which maybe we should talk a little (laughs) bit about why it's called space trash we we should should clarify (laughs) that because that's gonna matter too uh but it was just a random article I came across yesterday and I sent it to you and I was like, we should do that podcast. And it was like, no, let's seriously, let's do it. Like there's never been a time when you had this easy access to an app on a phone and you just sit in a room and you can right. create something and then upload it to Spotify. And you're essentially, it feels like if you were buying, if you were overhearing Mark and I having a conversation at a family party. Right. It's truly, it's great because it's, how else are we 
Hmm. I had a thought yeah. and then it drifted this away. This happens from me. to me. This happens in outer space. Do you want to get into why it's called space trash while you think of your thoughts? Space trash. So one fateful day in <laughs> June in uh, sunny Ocean City, New Jersey. Well, it was nighttime, so. <laughs> Wait, Mark, no. <laughs> yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. You got it, you got this. I think, okay, okay. So correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Okay. We were sitting on the rooftop deck of your short mm-hmm. place. And we were, we were looking at the stars. It was beautiful. Yes. Um, and then we we had had a few drinks, perhaps. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> we might be having a few drinks now. Also could um, be. But we watched a satellite go by, which my roommate pointed out to yes. us. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you said something... <laughs> Someone very pointed out a very lovely fact that a satellite was going by, and I took the opportunity to interject and mention that space trash is a thing, um, that maybe if we were feeling like we shouldn't be worried about something at that moment, there's always something we should be worried about, so... Uh, <laughs> so somehow I just mentioned you know, space trash, you guys. And I don't know. Did people know what that meant? I'm not quite sure. I think technically, the technical term that NASA uses I, is space junk, I think, is space junk. Okay. Just, yeah. I, I just assumed that we were putting so many satellites into the universe that eventually... They would just, we're just trashing them out there. Yeah. We'll just make a satellite out of yeah. it. Like when, once we fill up our oceans with trash, right. we'll, just, right. we'll just send it into orbit. That's, right. That's essentially, it seems to me. Now, I sent you the article. I did not read the article. So full disclosure. Me neither. I really just wanted to highlight that it was a thing <laughs> to validate. Really, we just wanted to start a podcast. My six-month-old comment that I made back in June or whatever day this year is—I don't know. Um, But I think we decided, for whatever reason, that's a great name for a podcast right now because it's kind of like there's always something that, as as humans, we are not paying attention to and not concerned with that we could be concerned with. And it was just like this year has felt like, and again, this was in June when we talked about this. We didn't even know that by your birthday, Mark, by the time you were 28, like even more of all hell would break loose. But, um, you know, we just keep discovering more and more space trash. Just keep doing wrong things and launching them. Oh, podcast this is the right (laughs) this is the this is a great thing to do this isn't trash at all (laughs) this is not no one else is starting a podcast this is positive talk (laughs) oh is that our tagline the opposite of trash talk oh we probably should have a tagline 
we gotta have a tagline we gotta stay on brand yeah and if we (laughs) we have to know when we go off brand because then we come brand trash oh it's all it's all trash but this isn't trash talk it's all trash or maybe it is what's anything what is anything creatively right now i don't know we're doing the best we know how and I do yeah. feel like that's another thing. Like I used to, back in the day, back in, I want to say 20, 2007, 8, 9, I had like an, a more inspirational blog, an inspirational podcast. And yeah. I got to be honest with you, it has been really hard for me to get into that stuff these days. Like so much of it has felt, Fake. Yeah. it has felt like it just doesn't resonate deep enough like we have to go deeper as I don't know call it as creatives as artists as writers as humanity you know all of this right. glossing over things like yeah we have to dig into every word every sentence and then at the same time it's like this cognitive dissonance like you feel like everything is matters the most and then at the same time you're like but live for the day because who knows what's happening tomorrow so maybe it doesn't matter that much like you know like it's this weird balance of yeah it's just keeping trying to be okay while trying to not overstep a boundary while trying to recognize where that boundary is and what what to do to make the world a better place through our art yeah. and words and actions. And that's no pressure. that's a good place to start, but then and then I should, I'm not saying but then. I'm saying it's a good place to start and then you know, I I think about the world, like what does that mean? And then I think maybe if there's other creative people listening, which I hope that we are going to create like a creative community, you could think about the world as, okay, what's like your sort of sphere of influence? Like what's, what's your inner life like? And what is it that you want to share with the people that you love the most that matter the most to you? Cause another thing, like not to go off on a tangent and reel me in anytime, but it may- I, I think this podcast is entirely made of tangents. It might be. <laughs> It actually might be, though we did come up with rough. We did, but I am I'm loving it. I love tangents; they're I great. I feel like tangents are the thing right now because you want to know what people are thinking. Like, what's your what are you thinking when you're not thinking about the end of the world? Maybe that's the tagline. Right. <laughs> Something to think about on the way to the end of the world. Right, I have. I've been thinking about 90 Day Fiance a lot. Oh, man. I. <laughs> have you watched? Have you seen it? I'm going to be straight with this okay. because I have not had not seen it. I am not okay. the best with reality TV. However, I am also fascinated by the idea that we as a society are so fascinated by reality tv i am a bookworm so i'm not a tv buff so much but i watched a few Mm -hmm. clips just to catch up and understand what 
you know, what goes on. And it's a very real, I did not realize, I realize this is going to make me sound like a dork, but I didn't really, I was picturing in my head, like the bachelor, the bachelorette kind of scene. And it's not that, is it at all? No, it's about couples who are like international couples who some of them have like never even met before this. And um, the original one, they they came to America and they have the K-1 visa, which is they can stay for 90 days and they have to get married within those 90 days to get citizenship. Oh, wow. Right. When did the, do you know so, when this became a thing on TV? Um, I honestly do not hmm. know. My friend Maddie recommended it okay. to me. So I watched, and then there are the spinoffs. So I watched the first season of just the original 90 Day Fiance. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess seeing how, you know, the drama that goes on, slice of life sort yes. of thing. And then she was like, okay, so now watch Before the 90 Days. Which is, I guess, it's just international couples dating who had never met before. So in the original, they have already met usually. Okay. That's like, this is just them moving to the United States. This is the Americans going abroad to their uh, partner's country. Huh. And... And seeing how they make it as a couple. And they just chose the wildest people. Okay, okay. With At that point, they knew, okay, what's going to get us viewers? The, the people who are just making all the crazy decisions. <laughs> it's, and I don't know why I love it so much. It's very interesting. It's, do you ever think about why you do love watching it? Like, what it feels like to watch it? I think... I was thinking about this mm-hmm. today. I sometimes wonder what it would be like if I just made all the wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. And if, I, if I'd end up okay. Uh-huh. And I think what this show shows me is, yes, I would. Oh, wow. <laughs> if not make... Um, the one guy, there's one guy, Paul, who had a internet girlfriend who lived in Brazil, like a very remote village in Brazil. Okay. He did not speak Portuguese. She does not speak English. What? Right. They communicated via, like, Google oh. Translate. But he decided to fly to Brazil, where, by the way, there's a ton of malaria there. Yeah, right. I'm just, all I can think of, especially right now with travel, of course, is disease and, and I'll go oh, there. Yeah. But this, this was, was before that, I guess. Before okay. all that. Every time they shake hands, I'm like, oh. <laughs> I know. I I know. You watch TV and people are in the same room and you're like, are they in the same pod? Is this okay? <laughs> It's, oh god but anyway it's 
it's wild what people will do yeah. for a relationship. And I was in a long distance relationship right before quarantine. <gasps> yes. And it didn't it didn't quite work out. But I'm like, okay, at least at least I didn't let it get as far as these people did. <gasps> right. So you could sort of see I've personally never been in a long distance relationship so it would be it's a different perspective for you to watch it having lived through that and understanding even if you speak the same language there's still I would imagine like communication challenges oh yeah and it's I mean I was able to make it work for a pretty long time and then I realized how much it was affecting me negatively how long were you were you guys together we were together a year and a half wow and yeah significant relationship yeah it it was um but i do think i learned a lot for it i i wish the best to him but at the same time i i learned that it's not the kind of relationship for me To those people who can make it work, more power to you. But but I am going to watch you on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for putting it on television. I watched a few <laughs> clips because I wanted to see what it was like. And even just from watching like a five-minute clip, I won't remember mm. the people's names. I apologize for that. But, it, you know, it was like... The, the guy in the relationship was leaving. I don't know where they were, but he was leaving to go back to, I think, live with his parents. And he left the wife and the children. And he was very sad. And um, But just for that five minutes, oh. I, it, this sounds weird to say. Because two things I noted inside of me. I felt... One, like sadness for him. Like there's the empathy that I felt for him and that felt sad. But at the very same time, I felt this um, sense of like sort of relief because I was not thinking about myself and I was not dwelling on my, whatever my problems of the day or my, you know, stresses of the day that was completely out of the picture. I was completely like into this guy's story and how's he going to handle it. And it almost feels like maybe the reality TV thing is like, it's, it's, you get to exit your entire life for that amount of time and just enter somebody else's, somebody else's story where they are responsible for making the decisions and you don't have to own any of it. Yeah, that's probably exactly it. It felt good. It really (laughs) felt good. And it was a lesson for me because I'm um, one of these weirdos that like I'm always with the documentaries and like the the nonfiction stuff. And, you know, I get so in my head and the philosophy and the psychology. And I do think that, you know, there's a place for some sort of escapism especially right now right just watching people live their lives yeah 
Like, in a way, it is a documentary. I don't know. True. I don't think we'll know what it's teaching us until after. Yeah, yeah. Until after it's ended. Like, like the coronavirus. Full circle. We Full all... Circle moment right there. Hey. Hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, so... <God. laughs> yeah. But I do think you're right. And I hadn't thought of that. Hadn't thought of the documentary angle. Comes to reality yeah, it... TV. Now, I think it also... If we're being... Um... In a in the broader it is dramatized. What you're watching, what reality TV show you're watching? Right, right. There's there's so many of them. I mean, there is like there is now. I watch, we're at the point where like we know it's not really reality. Like, is it really reality? Totally. Right, or are the producers pulling the strings in the back? Yeah, or I mean, that's the way I tend to think. Maybe that's not happening anymore, but I tend to feel like that. Like for instance, well, Ninety Day Fiance, I guess, is a sort of a competition. Like I'm thinking of the original. Wasn't the original reality TV show Survivor? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's probably in our. In our era, that's yeah. it's walking the. It's where is it a game show? Where is it reality yes, TV? Yes, 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 yes. And do you like that because... competition to keep you watching? I guess. Right, because you want to know who's gonna win, and in this case, like when people watch Real Housewives, mm-hmm. it's not really who wins. It's it's almost having them live their lives for our entertainment. Yeah. Which feels a little icky. Yeah. Yes. Because, but I do think also in a certain way, like if you think about it, that's what a conversational podcast is. Like people are going to listen in, like, what are they talking about? Right. So So really, really we're just, (laughs) we're no better than them. Space trash. Space crash. <laughs> now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, we are definitely for sure. I know we're on Spotify. For sure, I've been told right. that we are on Apple. And, okay. And um, maybe we use this couple minutes to just sort of sign off and say where people can find us, and um, so we can keep in touch, sure. and people can ask questions or. Give us suggestions what they'd like to hear us talk about. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, my Instagram account. Uh, one way I've been being creative during this quarantine is I'm learning oh, to draw. I meant to talk about that. That's such a great point. Right, because I with my writing, I get so much writer's block that I was like, okay, what if I do something I am not attached to in any oh my way. Gosh. So, not to, I feel like I always do this whenever we're about to end a conversation. I'm like, by the way, I have five more points to make. Go for it. But, I mean, I, I am learning to draw. Um, it's, it's been fun because I didn't have any, 
I was always a writer. I never, I would draw things and I'd be like, oh, that's shit. I'm not, I'm not attached yeah. to that. So now it's almost freeing in a way to be like, okay, I know this isn't great, but I'm still just putting it yeah. out there for people to make what they will. Of I it. love following you on Instagram and it's Mark learns to draw, right? And yes. it is so it is so interesting what you say about that because we are so attached to our writing and we get so in our heads about it. But then to do something like drawing when it's just, hey, I know I'm a beginner at this, but I just want to have fun and I want you guys to enjoy following along. It's a whole different vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different vibe. And I must say, but I don't want to put, I don't want to like put a pressure, but your captions are just so much fun and they're so you and they're such your great personality. So even though you're drawing, you're also, you're just writing in your, in your very unique, unique style. Right. So really I'm drawing so I can write more. Interesting. It's interesting. Instagram is so visual. Like Instagram is perfect for this kind of thing right and your your instagram is lovely as well thank you i am on instagram allison marie conway um i know that's really long it's really long handle it's okay it's but nobody else had it i will tell you that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I will tell you that. And uh I'm on Twitter at by Allison Marie, A L L I S O N M A R I E. I don't you tweet. Go. You're and good you with write. the Twitter. I'm not good with the Twitter. I'm I get way like my Twitter is so much journalism and political stuff. All right. Which I Part of me is like, I should keep this light just because, you know, people people go to Twitter to escape all of this. Do they? But then Do also... They? I'm used wrong it's... in this case. Twitter literally crushes my soul within minutes. And I do it every day. And I, I just can't. <laughs> I have true. found... I, I guess that's the catch-22. Let's do, like, our next episode. I would love to get into the social media thing. And maybe we watch The Social Dilemma and have a chat about that. That would be if good. If you're up yeah. for it. Because I watched it. And that is... Every human must watch The Social Dilemma. They must. It is so important. All right. I will watch it. Text me to remind okay. me, but I okay. will. That's fair. That's fair. For the next episode. After you turn 28. Yes, I'm too immature now. <laughs> you can't. I don't think you can handle this, okay? My 27-year-old ways. <laughs> you don't even know. Oh, Lord. It's important. It's important. And it's really good. I think it's a really interesting conversation to have between maybe we're not the perfect generational gap but there is i mean i think the the um, i don't want to say too much but i think it's becoming increasingly exponentially more important to understand how social media is manipulating us as the as we get into the younger generations because these are kids who are growing up using it and never know what it is without it definitely luckily we're here too we're here to save the day 
I mean, we got. I don't, I don't like to throw terms like that around, but saviors. Um... <laughs> trash. Right. We We're... throw all kinds of terms around on space trash. Yep. We're we're just a couple of couple of trash. Couple people. of cosmos. Cosmic trash people. Ooh. Yes, that sounds Picking lovely. Picking up the pieces like... and putting them together into a beautiful origami that is social commentary by Allison and Mark. Wow, you should be wow. a poet. Wow. I'm gonna write that down. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was an amazing conversation. I'm so glad we hung out. Let's do it again. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, this was great. Thank you so much for All having right. me. Thanks for having me too on your podcast. Right. On, on our, in your writing room. In this podcast. In this, in this space. Thanks everybody. See you next time. See ya.